Let's open our mouth and bless the name of the Lord. Randico Shaprenzi Ikaya. Trendina Comprenos Calebendina Mosa. Ika Prenvenina Cosha Belinde Cosa Prandi Calabedina Cosa. Aracosi Prenti Valabeno Shaprandi Catos Calabedina. Raka patadida con bevele de bosha maracandos kea brandia. Paraquati perendos coprechiato shevensi la benia catai. Ramatalibeno con vebedina sole brandi cama seceti la brancotai. Oracum vebenina sole becidemo shabarandi casebedina se. I capram pedilano shevenzia colabacile benisolo bracotai. I caparacua dimesole pedida do shevendi cametai. Radica vrenske paranto copretus kevemeno shabarandi de coyadabo. Radica paladicos kevrendi bram petala co shevedima solabadianda catai. E capraticanso velebedicanto bradina monsha velendi kayabo. Radicum bradima sola bababo. Lico praticonsa velebedimo shabarakandi paraquadima sola bedimo. E caparadicando ke brandima nosca velebebanadabo. Rendi capalabe. Be pakwa di manos ke abram belavano shebedi namosa ila brandi kapa velanos ke lebedi dabo shebedi maso lebedi kai arakwa di belanos ke brandi mosha lebedi kante belabo rako baladus ke brandi basse lebedi naso kopai liko brandi bram bedi mosha lebedi maso lebedi Amen. 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 Can you please um turn to Ephesians chapter one verse sixteen? If you have another version apart from the KJV, you can kindly display that for me. Ephesians chapter one verse sixteen. Are you guys with your Bible or you have your Bible on your phones then you can just look at it it says I have not stopped giving thanks for you remembering you in my prayers ah are you guys here tonight? He says, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. 
so there are some people that were so dear to the heart of Apostle Paul. Some people that were so dear to his heart. He says, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you for you in my praise. Now, let's look at Romans chapter 1, verse 9. Romans 1, verse 9. Are you there? Romans chapter 1, verse 9. It says, God, whom I save in my... No. Can I get the KJV? Romans chapter 1, verse 9. Okay, let me just display this. He says, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without season, without season, I make mention of you always in my prayers. Without season. Wow. So you find Apostle Paul here again telling you he constantly prayed for some people now let's go to um, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 14 you would find here again 2 Corinthians 9 verse 14 you find here it says and by their prayer for you by their prayer for you which long after you for the exceeding grace of God so you find here other saints praying for another saint do you see that so now all through the new testament you find this as a pattern as a pattern here apostle paul again in philippians chapter 1 verse 4 philippians chapter 1 verse 4 philippians 1 verse 4 it says always in every prayer of man for you all making requests with joy you find apostle paul here again praying praying for saints so it is a pattern that people prayed for other people christians prayed for other christians amen it was a pattern so i want to ask you a question in the last week is there anybody you have prayed for maybe in your family to receive jesus is there anybody maybe your friend you've prayed for to grow spiritually is there anybody that the Lord sometimes the Lord brings some people to your heart did you pray for them did you pray for them or you stayed to gossip did you pray even for your pastor I mean at your various churches or you are gossiping about the leaders ah, 
this slept with this 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 <laughs> you are god have not placed you as a christian to be somebody who will be spreading rumors and gossiping no when you see the weakness of men you ought to pray you ought to pray for them every man deserves to be prayed for you see so apostle paul have just given us this pattern he said oh why it doesn't concern me their spiritual life doesn't concern me no it concerns you do you pray for your dad do you pray for your mom do you pray for your brothers do you pray for your sisters that they may grow much more in the things of god those people you call your friend do you pray for them you see christian maturity begins especially maturity in prayer listen to me carefully when your prayer life shifts from yourself to others do you see that maturity in prayer begins when your prayer life begins to shift from yourself to others oh andele kiva provende stala barakiva Mombragivo sandaye sae Kele parakivo samparakive kedevive Prokiva stapalakive nesna Palivere kende postava Porevele kende farakarapapa Raposto vreki pala farakarapapa Ramosta parakide farakarapapa Ropore vene marakara papa, Rokora para kiri pora para papa, Roki profonde brakara papa, Kora para kara para papa, Marapore ki felekir papa, Ramos tabarakara papa, Ho profene masta kiados de vive. Some people say, I have a lot of things to pray for. I need to buy a car. I need to build a house. I need to pray. I need to pay school fees. I need to pray. Why should I spend time praying? Because listen to me. Let me tell you. Because every time you spend time praying for men, you get rewarded in heaven. Oh. Every time you spend time praying for men, you are rewarded because it is part of your work. Part of what you have been called to do. Amen. Tonight, we are going to spend time praying, 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 praying. I don't know how long we'll just pray. We'll just pray. And as we pray, you hold your family in your heart. You pray for your dad. You pray for your mom. You pray for your siblings. You pray for your friends. That your friend that is backsliding, that is now backsliding. They no longer love the things of God anymore. Those of us, those people who started with, with us in the, pray, in the spirit prayer army, but today they are now becoming cold in prayer. They are no longer consistent. Today we uphold them in prayer that they may stand, that they may stand. The Bible says Epaphras. Epaphras is one of the loveliest names. In God's word, it says, Who is one of you, a servant of Christ? It says, Saluted you, 
always laboring fervently for you in prayer this that you may stand perfect completely in the will of God hi kelevara vene sukababa vele mara kovra kibosese mampele kedevara kobra kivene mama profe kede palavara kisto baba rakifo mosto palavara kinde rakopende vele kisasa can we open our mouth and just begin to pray the holy ghost let's charge ourselves a little bit ravene mosu kabara vende stafa whatever you are make sure you are praying Ofene masta falaba Profesta mandele kivara kista baba Lei buro vonta balaka baba Pro kivo sumante bele kivara kile baba Profesa kobare vene mande andos takira baba Lei brafinas to kivrondista baba Oh vande brakivo sumante ya Habraki vole marakina moste varababa Rako poste velekina masto breki vosta baba Raki vana maraki vala braki vondosta baba Kaprofende broki varakinta la barababa Proki fole barakina barakina vanasto balavenai Proki fosumande vale breki vanda barababai Proki fosu barakina vona barakinde velekede babai Profesa cabra vondele marakina mosta babai Rako vele poste vereki mandea Just continue See, as you start praying, it's not all that strong, but just continue. The secret is just continue. Just continue. Mambra kivona maste filekinase. Ho pantele verekinase kivandea ato segia. Eko mozi velemandista kubra venasta. Ho pali vana kubrundista kubara venesta gababa. Kole marandisto kubrandista valagabarandista kiandosta baba Le paravanasto barakevele mandea Kubrandevele kubravanta pakadefeki sozae Vole masu kabrevinasu vavande Kopesi vanta barakele venesto baba Profene maste belekene varakondea Braki vele mosta kabara veneste bebe Kobra vendele barakina mausto vanda Kandele varakanda bara vendestava Profendele kibara vendestava vonde Braki valamanta braki vandele barababa Rako vrandeste valaka barakende vosuza Rako pele varako brande bosu palefefe Kopra vendele zona maraki varakistava Pora venemosa kabala feneza Levona zona sae you see, as you begin to pray, then you learn to begin to depend on Him. Because you know on your own, you cannot carry yourself in prayer. So you begin, one of the things is that you begin to find Him. You begin to look for His wings. 
Comprende vele que na mosta papai. Ora baste vele que maraposte verreque de bebesta. Profende bala que prontista capara fafante. Provenes a capara 
Ma quale per accanto 
Through prayer, through maturity in prayer begins when our focus in prayer begins to shift from ourselves to others. Your heart is now longing that some people will begin to come into maturity just like you, just like you. That your heart will be yearning, yearning, yearning. Oh, 
my brother oh my sister that they may find Christ that they may come to know Christ that this my family member who doesn't know Jesus that she may find Jesus that he may find Jesus tonight we want to release prayers over our friends over our families that they stand completely perfectly in the will of God you see you don't need to worry because someday somebody is going to meet you in heaven and it's going to be like oh your prayer your prayer your prayer because you prayed for me that night I was blessed I was blessed I was blessed that tonight your prayer will begin to gain supremacy influence over the lives of men that matters in your life if you have your husband pray for him if you have your wife pray for her tonight we release prayers over our loved ones in the mighty name of Jesus let's open our mouth and begin to charge ourselves in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Ghost, Bravene Staka Bravenase, Comprante Velezenaya, Hey, Comas Sabalavana, Provica Sabondea, Lebroki Vanas Tababa, Comravenas, the Giandesta, Comrante Vele Barakiso, Bravene Mosakaba, Ben Jesus, <laughs> 
to know you more. Do you desire to know him more tonight? My desire to know you more. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. me to love you more and to save you all of my days. 
So we sing Jesus, 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 Jesus. I desire to know you more. 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 Glory be to God. To God. Today, I would like you to follow me attentively. Um, yes, Gilbert, make sure you are following me very, very fast. Okay, I'm going to be releasing a lot of verses tonight, and you can help yourself if you would need a Bible, get one. If you have one close to you, or you can use the one on our screen if it's not very slow. That that song you just heard, it says, The knowledge of your word makes me effective. Every time light comes, you move higher. You move higher. So Apostle Paul prayed. That says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened i am praying that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened tonight in the mighty name of jesus amen you know i wanted to um bring you guys to choosing your life partner too but i decided no i'm going to wait a little bit and then i'm gonna bring it and make sure you don't miss the part two because everything i want to say would be in part two so get ready for that choosing your life partner two and i'm not going to tell you when we are going to have it a day like this i will just teach glory be to god Today, I want to show you things. I don't want to mention the topic. Just follow me. You'll find out. We have um, a strong, a very, very strong um, disagreement in the body of Christ concerning this. Some people are standing against it. Some people are for it. We're just going to take our Bible and go through what the word of god is saying you see the issue of tithe offerings and giving they raise attention whenever this subject is brought you see as a christian there's something you must understand concerning giving and it must be a very very basic part of your life So is titan giving offering for today? Some people say it precedes the law and it must be. 
Some people say the New Testament preachers, pastors, we are not giving tithes. Okay. If any school of thought disagrees with giving or they agree with giving of tithes, our duty is to, as students of God's word, to find out what it says and stand with God's word. Amen. You stand by the word. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 15 to 16. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 15 to 16. I want to show you something. Please follow me. Don't miss anything. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 15 to 16. And make sure you don't slip off. An account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. Even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, had written unto you. I hope you took note of that. So there is a wisdom that has been given to Apostle Paul. A wisdom has been given to him. You see, Apostle Peter acknowledged that Apostle Paul had a wisdom that he, Peter himself, was not having. Verse 16 said, As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. So now, there are a lot of things that are not understood in the body of Christ. As a teacher in the body of a Christ, is one of my duties to bring you light, to bring you understanding. Amen. So that is just um, to set the stone rolling for you to see that Apostle Paul is an authority acknowledged in scriptures by Peter. So to understand this topic, we have to go back to the beginning, where it all started from. And we are going to look at Abraham. Genesis chapter 14, verse 20. Genesis 14, verse 20. Genesis chapter 14, verse 20. It says, And blessed be the Most High God, which had delivered thy enemies into thy hand, and he gave him tithes of all. Now this is talking about Abraham. Abraham, when he met um, this man, the Bible spoke of him. Nobody knew where he came from. Nobody knew who gave birth to him. He was a priest, but nobody knew him. 
But after Abraham went to war and recovered everything that was stolen, the Bible said he gave, he gave tithes. He gave tithes. He gave tithes. Now, Genesis chapter 28, verse 22. Genesis 28, verse 22. Genesis 28, verse 22. We are looking at this man, Isaac. He says, And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house, and of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give thee tenth unto thee. Okay, now, so you see the man, Isaac, saying to God, he says, of all that you will give me, I will surely give back unto you tenths. Wow. So you see, so you have to take note of these two instances. Abraham gave tithe and also Isaac. The tithe that Abraham gave, let's be clear, it came from war. He went to fight war, and after he recovered everything, he gave tithe. So we don't actually know what was given, whether plants or animals. Um, let's also take note of um, Abraham also in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 4, verse 23. We are going to be opening the Bible a lot today. So if you are not a Bible student, you may be crying. Romans chapter 4, verse 2 to 3. I want to quickly show you something before we move. So you saw Abraham giving tight eyes given tight now listen this is for if abraham were justified by works if abraham was made right by the good things that he did the bible is saying he had whereof to glory but not before god for what saith the scripture abraham believed god and it was counted unto him for righteousness. So the reason, listen, why the Bible said Abraham was righteous was not because he gave tithe. That must be painted clear for you to see. Abraham was not justified. In fact, he was blessed. Why? Because he believed God. So Abraham was blessed in chapter 12, that is Genesis, before he gave the tithe in Genesis chapter 14. He gave... <laughs> now, sorry, I said Isaac, Jacob. The second person was Jacob. Oh, nobody even corrected me. Please, do you guys read the Bible? You have to start reading the Bible. 
Nobody corrected me. I said Isaac instead of Jacob. Now, Jacob, he gave a vow to tithe when he receives God's blessing. He said, God, if you bless me, you see, this is personal. I am making a choice that I myself, I will give a tenth. Do you get that? Do you get that? I myself, because I need your blessings. If you bless me, I'm going to give you one tenth. That was Jacob. So now, can we say, or should we say, is anybody here? Can we say, or should we say, because Abraham went to war, recovered some things, and gave tithe to the priest. And then Isaac, because he made a vow and said, Oh, God, if you bless me, I'll give one tenth. Should we use this as a yardstick? To say we are also going to give tight a question. So we use that as a yardstick. Are you with me? Now let's look at what the Bible has to say concerning modeling our lives. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2. It's not possible for you to listen to me and do something else. You would not guess what I'm saying. You will not get it. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2. It says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sits down at the right hand of the throne of God. So the scripture says to look unto who? Jesus as the patterned man. Are you with me? The scripture says, oh, are you guys there? Respond. I want to see. I want to be sure you are listening. The Bible says we should look unto Jesus. So Jesus is the pattern. Hebrews Hebrews chapter 11 Hebrews chapter 11 verse 39 You see Abraham and Jacob we are not made perfect they are not perfect men look at something 
and these all having obtained a good report through faith receive not the promise of God verse 40 God having provided some better thing for us that they without that they without us should not be made perfect they without us should not be made perfect so listen it says they without us are not made perfect not us without them they needed us to be perfect and not vice versa so if we are to practice things they did uh, they are a lot more than titan if we are to practice everything that they are doing then there are a lot of things for example abraham gave his son isaac Abraham had a second wife. Jacob had three wives. Is that what you want to pattern your life after? Follow me. Just follow me. I'm trying to show you the point of reference always in scriptures that it can never be men. So when you go to quote Hebrews chapter 7 for Titan, then it's very, very dishonest. Melchizedek was a type of Christ's priesthood. You see, so, so you say, ah, Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek. You see, he was made like unto, he was made like unto. When someone says he was made like unto, he's talking about a figure of speech. Hebrews 7 was only stating the obvious as it is written in Genesis chapter 14 and wasn't giving any instruction. He wasn't saying that, oh, because Abraham went to pay tithe to Melchizedek, you also should go and pay tithe to Melchizedek. Now, Titan was a well-known practice to the Jews. The Jews practiced Titan even up to today. Jesus even mentioned it. You can find it from Gen- Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. Can we go there? Matthew 23, verse 23. Gilbert, are you there? I need you at the speed of light. Very fast. Matthew 23, verse 23. Now, it says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. This is Jesus Christ talking. Hypocrites, for you pay tithes of mint, and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law judgment mercy and faith this ought ye to have done 
and not to leave the other undone. You see, Jesus was not teaching about tight yet. He was rebuking those who tight. They tight, but they ignore the weightier matters of the law. So they thought that because they were tightened, they would be made perfect. They would be justified. He says, they, oh, let me read that verse again. He says, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. So it is calling judgment, mercy, and faith. That word faith there is faithfulness. Faithfulness as the weightier matters of the law. Galatians chapter 3, verse 11 to 12. Be fast. You know, most people, they think that because they are tightened, they will go to heaven. Please, Genesis chapter 3, verse 11, verse 12. Follow me carefully. I need to build this topic from the scratch, so just bear with me as I build through. This, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of it, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Quickly, Romans chapter 3, verse 28. Romans 3, verse 28. It says, Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith, by faith, without the deeds of the law. A man is justified by faith. Amen. A man is justified. Do you see that? So now, there's no way scriptures would ever teach that Abraham gave tithe. That is why God loved him. Jacob gave tithe. That is why God loved him. They gave tithe so they were the best. They were special. In fact, the Bible is rather making us to understand that because we give tithe, it doesn't mean we are justified. But the reason why we are justified is because of our faith in Jesus. Because we believe in Jesus. You see, today you hear a lot of things. Some pastors can even tell the congregation, if you don't pay your tithe, you will die. You will die anyhow. Oh, the reason why you are suffering is because you don't pay, you will die. One thing that you must notice was that Titan was never mentioned by Paul, Peter, James, John, and Jude. The only reference for Titan in the New Testament is Hebrews chapter 7. <laughs> you know, there was a preacher who said, um, Ananias and Sapphira, they died because they lied on Titan. They lied because God killed them because they held back the Titan. <laughs> is that true? That is not true. 
The Bible never said that. You see, but a lot of people will use that as quotes to deceive their members. I want you to stay with me. Stay with the Word of God. Don't allow anything cloud your mind. Be open-minded. Um, you know, another kind of doctrine circulating is that um, Adam and Eve, they ate their tithe. <laughs> Adam and Eve, they ate their tithe. Because they ate their tithe. Instead of them to pay tithe, they did not pay tithe to God. So since they did not pay tithe to God, that is why they died. And then they went on to say something like, um, Abel, Abel paid his first tithe and he was justified because Abraham, because Abel paid tithe, the fruit that he brought, it was tithe. You see, people will say things which are not in God's word to deceive you. Look at what Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4 is saying. Hebrews 11 verse 4 is saying that by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. You see, his gift was the blood of an animal. And this was a type of Jesus' offering of blood. Abel had the substance of Jesus' blood hoped for, the evidence of his sacrifice for sins, not sin. Do you see that? So that is why Abel's sacrifice was accepted. But the Bible urges, it says, we should look unto Jesus, our perfect offering. His blood is better, lasting and eternal, than Abel's offering. So, Abel's offering can never be tight. Now, you see, one of the things that I have to help you to understand is that I'm not trying to deceive anybody here as a teacher or as a preacher that is why I want you to see the truth for yourself now I'm moving to a second point follow me carefully I want to ask a question is giving money a condition for material blessing in the New Testament when you give money does it mean does it mean you see i want to set these things right so anytime i say give you know what you would have something in mind you have the right knowledge giving money is it a condition for material blessings please answer me do you think it's a condition for material blessings 
giving money is it a condition for material blessings should i give money before i can be blessed okay now okay i have one response okay before i delve into this i will have again to clarify some scriptures simple rules of scriptures interpretation is to stick to the context you read the the preceding verses and then the preceding verses now let's go to second corinthians chapter 8 verse 9 2nd Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9 are you there it says for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich yet for your sakes he became poor that you through his poverty might be rich you know some people will twist this verse they will twist this verse Jesus Christ have become poor so that you can become rich we are not physically rich because Jesus was physically poor if your mind is in the physical then you are wrong oh Jesus Christ was physically poor so I am rich because when he lived on the earth, he was poor. Oh, you forgot that Jesus Christ had people who were taking care of him. You forgot that Jesus Christ even had an accountant. Judas was the accountant of Jesus. He was the one keeping this money. So the Bible is not referring, it cannot be referring about the physical world of Jesus. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. What does it mean when it says Jesus Christ was poor that we became rich? It says, For he had made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Do you see that? For he had made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So now, this verse explains it. Jesus' death gave us life, righteousness. Furthermore, he wasn't given a prosperity scripture. He was teaching sacrifice, giving to meet other people's needs you becoming poor to make others rich do you see that so jesus christ gave his life that we might receive his life so it was not talking about jesus christ gave up all his money all his goods so that we can have money no amen
Now I want to show you something that happened in the early church. There is a grace that I want you to understand. A certain grace that was bestowed upon the churches. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse one to eight. Let's all look at it carefully, please. Look at it carefully. You are not just prayer warriors. You should be students who knows the word. It says, Moreover, brethren, we, we, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality for to their power i bear record yea and beyond their power they were willing of themselves praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministry to the saints and this they did not as we hoped but first gave their own selves to the lord and unto us by the will of god in so much that we desired titus that as he had begun so he would also finish in you the same grace also therefore as he abound in everything in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us see that you are you abound in this grace also I speak not by commandment but by occasion of the forwardness of others and to prove the strength of your love. Now look at verse 7 again. It says, Therefore, as you abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and your love to us, see that you abound in this grace also. Who can tell me the grace is talking about? Who can tell me the grace is talking about? Is it the grace of giving or the grace of becoming rich? So it's clear there that it was the grace of giving that is talking about. Because the churches, they were given. So, he's talking about the grace of liberality, not the grace to become rich. It is grace to make others full by becoming empty. New Testament giving, listen carefully, New Testament giving is given to meet others' needs and not yours. So, the question I ask you, I said, should we give so that we can have material wealth? Do you see? So the idea of the New Testament giving is not that we are giving to make ourselves rich. No. You see that? The reason why we are giving in the New Testament, it cannot be because we want to make ourselves rich. 
It's not possible. Look at, in fact, look at Acts chapter 2, verse 44 to 45. Acts chapter 2, verse 44 to 45. Acts chapter 2, verse 44 to 45. I may not be able to finish this today, but I'm trying. Acts chapter 2, verse 44 to 45. It says, And all that believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need just look at this verse do you think that they sold their things so that they can have mono they were giving because others had a need you see so this idea that christians in church should give for them to get more that is a lie you see givers never lack who told you these people they were givers but they they were here giving all that they had they were lacking you see so the idea when we say give don't think first of all ah so that i can become rich if you are thinking that way then forget i I, I want you to follow me to the end look at look at now after they give look at what's happening in Acts chapter 4 verse 34 to 35 Acts chapter 4 verse 34 to 35. It says, Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. So they were given because why the times were bad the times were difficult so in the old testament sorry in the book of acts they were not given because they thought the other people would give them back or because god would give them multiple no they were given because there was a need so the first reason why you know you ought to give is because there is a need in the body of christ if you think the other way around then you are a thief you are a gambler you give 20 cities because you know you want to get 100 cities back in return now the title the testimony of some is that today i give 100 cities oh the following day i also get thousand so another person will come and try it he will also give hundred waiting to get thousand the following day once he doesn't get it he thinks something is wrong with him so the reason why they were given was because there was a need now in the book of acts chapter 11 verse 28 to 30 we saw that there was a need there was a famine in the land Acts chapter 11 verse 28 
please are you there be fast acts chapter 11 verse 28 and there stood up one of them named agabus and signified by the spirit that there should be great death throughout all the world which came to pass in the days of claudius caesar then the disciples every man according to his ability do you see that then the disciples every man according to his ability determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea, which also they did and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. So because there was a famine, now the disciples, they had to give because they had. So who sent it? Paul and Barnabas. So the believers who were better off simply gave. Those ones who had more in abundance, they simply gave because there was a need. Now, let's look at Apostle Paul. Acts chapter 20, verse 33 to 35. Acts chapter 20, verse 35. He says, I have, I'm waiting for you. Acts 20, verse 33 to 35. Oh, I pray I'm able to complete this. I need to, you need to hear the full teaching. Now, he says, I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Yea, ye yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them that are with me i have showed you all things how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the lord jesus how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive did you see that the word of jesus was that it is more blessed to give than to receive it is not saying give us never slack it says those who have much more in abundance when they do that they are more they are they are more blessed even than what he did not even say they will receive it says that act do you see that so the reason why you are giving again so that you can be blessed the receiving the blessing is not in the receiving get it straight the blessing is in the giving do you understand that so you need to set your focus on the giving Apostle Paul even gave. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 13. Romans chapter 12, verse 13. So those of you who have more, 
The Bible is saying you should be ready to give when there is a need. You should be ready to give when there is a need. Look at Romans chapter 12, verse 13. And when you are giving when there is a need, don't think that it is you are giving because you want God to give you 20 billion Ghana cities. The act of you giving, it makes you a jewel. It makes you a gold. It makes you a diamond in the kingdom. Don't worry, we'll get it. Now, Romans 12, verse 13 says, Distributing to the necessity of sins, giving to hospitality. Distributing to the necessity. Do you see that? You are giving to the necessity of sins. Ephesians 4, verse 28. It says, Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the things which is good that he may have to give to him that needed. Wow. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 28. Quickly. I need to work hard so I can give when there's a need. That was the mentality. Just let him that still still no more. But rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needed. Do you see that? You may have to give. Look at Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 to 10. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 to 10. Are you there? The first Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 to 10. It says, And let us not be weary in well doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Wow. Look at following carefully. It says, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. He said, Your good should be especially to those who are in the household of faith. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1 and 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1 and 3. It says, Now, concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. And when I come, whomsoever ye shall approve by your letters, them will I send to bring your liberality unto Jerusalem. Take notice that the emphasis is for saints distributing free food on the street <laughs> and engaging in corporate social responsibility while saints are in need is simply lack of focus in the body of Christ. A lot of churches are doing this. They have members who have needs but they are busy distributing funds to, um, I'm not saying it is bad for them to give to those who don't have on the street but for Christians your main focus, see he says, you should give to the especially in the house of faith. Don't be a hypocrite. Your church members are lacking. And yet, you are sending all the money out because of media hype. You want the media to see you that, oh, you have given. The ones you do in your church, nobody is going to see it. So you are not going to do it. 
Amen. Once you see these things, you should be able to, as you learn these things, you are improving your discernment. Look at Matthew chapter 25, verse 40. Look at why it is important that we give to those in the body of Christ. Why it is very, very important. Matthew chapter 25, verse 40. It is very, very key. Please, can you display that? It says, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. Oh. So the day that um, Gilbert says, Oh, Pastor Philip, take 10 cities, use it to buy food. Jesus is saying that, Gilbert did not just give the money to Pastor Philip, but he gave the money to him. He says, as long as you have done it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Do you see that? That is the purpose of giving, especially our Christian brothers and sisters. Now let's go back to this issue of giving. For Philippians chapter 4 verse 16 Philippians 4 verse 16 another person first Timothy 6 verse 18 we need to finish this fast I don't think I'll be able to first Timothy chapter 6 verse 18 it says, For even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity. They gave, you see that? For even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity. Paul was saying that I was in need. And you gave to me. So there was a time that Apostle Paul was in need. They gave. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 18. It says, That they do good. That, be, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. You see, there was no time in the Old Testament, sorry, in the New Testament, that they were told to give so God will meet their needs. No, that is not the idea. When you give, you are doing it to Jesus. When you give, you are giving to fulfill a need. When you give, you are being blessed. It did not say that God, you are giving so that you also, God will meet your needs. That is a very, very wrong mentality. So even a man giving five cities as offering, in his mind, he knows he's going to receive something back. He knows he's entitled to something. He did not give freely. That is why a lot of people are not being blessed. They don't give freely from their hearts. Because they give expecting something. See, we even misquote 2 Corinthians chapter 9. We misquote. Let me show you. Let me show you something. 
I want to show you something. A lot of laziness in the body of Christ. Now look at Second Corinthians chapter nine. Look at verse five to eight. And then when you are done, you show us verse eleven. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse five to eight. Please, please open your eyes to this. We'll round up very soon. Is this? Therefore, I thought it necessary. It is, therefore, I thought it necessary to exalt the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty, whereof ye had noticed before, that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he had purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Did you take note of that? And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Now look at verse 11. Look at verse 11. Thank you. He says, Being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. Is it teaching give to reap bountifully? That is so that you can have more. Now, when you don't read the scriptures very, very well, you will notice some certain things. Look at verse 8. Look at verse 8. Go back to verse 8. Verse 8 says, God is the giver who enables you to abound unto every good work. Grace here means to give without conditions. And he clearly explains this. So, God is the giver. He enables you to abound to every good work. Now, look at 2 Corinthians 9 verse 9. I want to show you something quickly before we round up. Second Constitution 9 verse 9. We are going to read down to 15. So you can display all of them. It says, as it is written, he had dispersed abroad. He had given to the poor. His righteousness remained forever. He is teaching giving to the needy. Now, verse 10, he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed soon, and increase the fruit of your righteousness. Here, God gives you what you, what to give, seed to sow, and bread for your food too. He multiplies what you have given. How? How? 
verse 11. Being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. Verse for the administration of the service of this service, not only supplying, not only supplied the wants of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ, and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men. And by their prayer for you, which long after, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you, thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. We assume we are sowing into our lives, or sowing into another's life, and the fruit comes through ours. Now, look at, for example, let me explain what I'm saying, what I've just read. We assume we are sowing into our life or sowing into another person's life. If you are sowing into somebody's life, you are sowing for the person to what? To be blessed. If you are giving, you are giving for him to be blessed. So if you are giving for somebody to be blessed, why are you expecting a fruit to come out from your own self? That is why verse 12, verse 12 is saying that we supply the want of the saints. The Bible says it comes back with many thanksgivings unto God. Do you see that? We supply the wants of the saints. It comes back with many thanksgivings unto God. Look at verse 14. Oh, my time is already up. It says, we keep excelling, exceeding in this grace of giving from what we receive from God. The harvest of our sowing is in the life of the saints we blessed. So one day you are going to look at, oh, this man of God, yesterday he had no food, I gave him food, now he's eating well. You are seeing the blessedness in his life. So when we give, we are giving for others to be blessed. The same as Jesus sowed into our lives, and our lives is bearing the harvest. Oh, my time is already up. By the grace of God. Okay. Okay. If you guys are ready, let's come back. When it ends, let's join back. That will be interesting. I wish I can even finish it today. Let's just give me about 30 minutes of your time, okay? So when it ends, let's just join again. Just, it won't exceed 20 to 30 minutes. I want to also answer some questions.
interesting. That'll be interesting. Okay, Gilbert, get ready with um. Galatians chapter six verses. Galatians six verse six. 